Boy, do we have a topic for you today. Hi, everybody. I'm Penny Legate. I'm Julie Blacklow, and you're listening to two longtime journalists who no longer listen to the news. A Couple of Dusty Muffins is sponsored by the Savvy Corporation, with a decades-long history of promoting medical and life sciences. We made our living in the newsroom. We did for 40 years, each of us, and still consider myself a journalist. When you do something for that long, you're sort of, that's who you are or part of what you are. So, Julia, when we were back in the newsroom, our era, uh, I would get a story assigned to me and I would work all day on one story. Yeah, And sometimes it would be so complicated, I could even hold it to the next day because it had some relevance, it had some meaning, it had some depth, and it could be a story that could air for a week because it wasn't timely. It wasn't like uh, breaking news. Everything's breaking these days. Have you noticed that? I've noticed that. We have breaking news. We have breaking news. We used to have time to work on stories. We used to have time to work on it. We, some stories more complicated. You're absolutely right. We'd have maybe a day or two to work on it. Now it's instantaneous. Stories are a minute, 10 seconds tops. If that, yeah, Yeah. if that. You know what I knew? It was time to get out of the newsroom. Is when this really young executive producer, a little snotty nose, know-it-all guy, stomping around going, oh my God, I'm so happy. This is the best newscast ever. And I, we were all kind of looking at him like, what? What did we do? What did we do? What was so great about it? You know, did we beat the competition? Did we get the interview bit nobody else had? No, it was like, we had the largest story count in our half hour news than we have ever had before. Oh God. Oh, God. It was all about the number of stories you could cram in. I know. Instead of really tell a story like it's supposed to be told. Yeah. The death of good journalism. But it's so overwhelmingly dark these days. Let's acknowledge that. No one could disagree with that. No. It's at times really unbearable. And so you and I have talked about this and we've both made the decision we no longer watch the news. Uh, no national news. I don't watch no. local news, I'm sad to say, because I think that's largely driven by technology, you know, fires and whatnot and easy to cover stuff. But that's another topic. But uh, on the national scene and the international scene, I've made a deliberate choice to not turn it on. I look at the headlines in the morning online. Yes, that's what I do too. I have I have to know what's going yeah. on. I don't want to just be an ostrich with my head in the sand. And we'll, we'll talk further about why it's important to know what's going on. But it's so much of the same horrifying stories, really graphic video, you know, beware to watch, you know, if you see this, this is really graphic. And it's like, okay, then, you know, a lot of people then run to the TV and that's just sort of the macabre curiosity that humanity has in general. Me, I can't watch uh, people being shot, children hurt, animals abused, any kind of bombing, killing, terrible destruction of people's lives and homes. I just can't anymore. And I think maybe, Julie, as we get to this age, I'm 68 and you're 77. Oh, God, not quite. Go down. Don't age me any faster than I already am. Oh, sorry. That's okay. You're, I, you're 79. I'm 76 and a half. Oh, Remember okay. when we were little, okay. we used to say I'm five and a half, I'm six and a half. You couldn't yes. wait. To get yeah. to the next age. Yes. Now, right. <laughs> now I'm I'm <laughs> 75 and three quarters. I mean, really, no. Okay. No, okay. It's all right. Okay. No, I'm 76. All right. So, sorry. I ate. It's okay. Sorry. Um, uh, forgive no, me, it's darling. it's all right. So, <laughs> so, so, back to the topic at hand. Yeah. So, I used to watch the news all the time. I used to watch the local news. 
And um, I, as you said, I find the local news, even when I was doing local <laughs> news, mostly irrelevant. <laughs> the stories that we were covering were, were irrelevant. Yeah. And as you said, what we call ambulance chasing, which is easy stories to turn because you've got a shooting or a fire or a a hostage situation or a big car crash. I mean, it's like this run and get the pictures, pictures, pictures. My respect for local news went down the drain a long time ago. I know. And it's sad because there are, I have to say, there are some good investigative units in local news, not just here in the Seattle area, but around the country too. But it's few and far between. And it's largely irrelevant and not really covering issues that are so important. Yeah, that really matter to people. It it really matters in people's lives. Right. So that said, yes, I think we have a moral obligation to at least know what's going on without watching all the carnage firsthand. Gory details. I still deal with the trauma of some of the stuff I saw uh, firsthand in my journalism career. But I've decided I look at the headlines. I know what's the basics of what's going on, wait for the killing to stop. Unfortunately, every war that's ever been waged eventually ends, of course, with incredible carnage and loss in its wake. I believe years ago when Cairo was first sold, the new owners tried to do a year of good news, uplifting news, and nobody watched it. (laughs) Yes. Really? Yes. I worked there for a while. I don't remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think it was before you got there, okay. sweetie. But anyway, um, I wasn't there yet either. I might be wrong with the station that tried it, but it, it, they tried it like positive news, meaningful news. Let's go to the uh, city council meetings and find out what's really happening with local government that affects people, blah, blah, blah. And it was kind of a flop. So what is it about human nature? And what is the chicken? What is the egg? Does the news drive us to want more and more violence and macabre stories and destruction? And we're drawn to it like flies because we can't help ourselves because that's how they've kept feeding us? Or is it us that didn't watch any good news and created what the news gives us? I mean, what do you think about which way it is? Well, the the metaphor, the analogy, I think to begin to address your question is watching a train wreck or a car wreck. How, How many people can drive by flashing lights and police cars and not look? I think there is an innate curiosity to the macabre. I don't think most of us seek it out. I do think we've become numb to it, mm-hmm. which is another component of this problem. I think we've become somewhat numb to what we're seeing because it all looks like a video game. When I was watching some of the initial violence from the current Israeli-Hamas war, it's brought to you in your television set. It's the most dramatic war footage we've seen since Vietnam, which was the first war actually brought into living rooms all across America if not the world, which eventually led to our generation, Penny's demonstration to try to end that war. Mm-hmm. I think that was more your generation. Oh, fight me. <laughs> yeah, no, you couldn't resist. I can accept that, honey. So I was on the tail end yeah. of that, but yeah. Back mm-hmm. to your question. Is it a chicken or egg thing? Do we seek it out or are we drawn to it? Does the news drive it? And, and in some ways, I think when we see all this carnage or suffering, whatever, I think it helps us feel better about our own lives, as sick as that might sound. Maybe it makes us appreciate that more of the good stuff in our own lives. Lots of times it makes me feel guilty that I have a safe home and a warm bed to sleep in and food to eat. You know, Penny, just getting up in the morning and being able to take a shower, brush your teeth. I had a tooth break last week. I get to go to the dentist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are they doing in Ukraine and in Israel and Palestine and Gaza? 
what are they doing? It makes me feel guilty. Yeah, that's right. So it's interesting when we were talking about all the news that we can't hold. And now, you know, I do pick my news sources very, very carefully. The BBC, NPR are two that I trust. PBS NewsHour I like with Judy Woodruff, which is not there anymore, but I love the calm nature of it, the little more expanded coverage of information. And I, I, so I thought as we were, I knew we were going to talk about this. I thought, well, What about, you know, we do see a couple of times on the network news, the little kicker we used to call them, the last story of the newscast, it kind of is upbeat. And I think Steve Hartman is one of the reporters on CBS who does really great little stories that make you feel good. But I went on to this Good News Network as kind of an experiment to see how interested I could be in the good news. Mm -hmm. And so I started to thumb through it. And after reading about a young African-American boy who invented a way to help prevent skin cancer in Africa, and this reintroduction of wildcats in Scotland, I started to feel like a rush of dopamine or whatever it is that makes you feel yeah. good, lifts you up. I thought I, my whole like soul floated a little bit. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I guess for me, it works to, to, I need that dose of something that makes me smile or laugh or makes me hopeful. Right. I agree. The Good News Network, I'm not sure whether you can stream it or not. I'm pretty sure you can because it's a video source of the Good News Network. And the others, as I mentioned, BBC and ABC and the Huffington Post all have good news links. Mm-hmm. So I, I imagine everything is video these days. Uh, Yeah, Steve Hartman's great on CBS. And the kicker stories do help, but it's quite out Mm -hmm. of balance, I I think. Yeah. In terms of 50 minutes or 45 minutes of this and two minutes of the good stuff. So you have to seek out the good stuff right now. You do. And and then you have to try to take action in your own day-to-day life, whether it's a gesture of kindness, a smile, whatever it is. I think I mentioned to you a few weeks ago, a credit card of mine got rejected at um, Home Depot. This young kid came out of nowhere and said, let me buy this for you. Now I had a hard time accepting. I was stunned. You know, because I've heard about paying it forward and people do all this nice stuff. So was it like a sponge or was it like like a big lawnmower or something? No, it was like a pot, a huge pot okay. for an outdoor, outdoor flower pot. It wasn't cheap. And I said, no, 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 I've got another credit card. And he said, no, I want to do this for you. It'll be uh, my good deed for the day. I love that. And so he hugged me. Oh. Then the guy behind us was crying. He was so moved. He paid for the person behind him. He was crying? Yeah. <laughs> Are you making this up? <laughs> no, okay. No, no. Okay. No. Okay. I'm known for not making stuff up, actually, because I have enough bizarre stuff happening in my life that I don't have to make it up. But no, it really happened. And I was touched. And the young kid, he must have been maybe 18 or 19 years old, just gave me a hug and said, have a great day. Wow. These are the things. This is all we can do to take action in our own little world and try to seek out those good stories. And there are places. And if you don't remember what we've mentioned here today, all you need to do is go to Mr. Google, who knows all, and just type in Mm -hmm. good news, Mm -hmm. good news. And it'll take you to all of these different sites that I didn't even know existed. So yeah, it's important that we keep faith that there are good things happening in the world because sometimes it doesn't feel that way. No, it doesn't. If you are only inundated with the darkness, the light gets washed out, frankly. So we have to make the light as as best we can. But I do think when I have a bed to crawl into at night, these are luxuries to Mm -hmm. so much of the world and what it's going through. Totally. Yes. As we wrap up, I want to just tell one little story. Then I want you to be thinking of a good story that you read that meant something to you, okay, when you were doing this search, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you have a, just a quick little story you can say about, oh, there's a good news of somebody doing this or that. The other day, my husband and I were traveling and we were on Cape Cod and we kept seeing all these little signs that said, turtle crossing, beware of turtles. 
And I thought, oh, that's cool. So we didn't see any turtles and sea turtles. And the last day we were there, we were up kind of mid Cape Codish area. We were driving down this pretty fast road. I said, there's a turtle. There's a turtle. Stop, stop. And my husband's got, what, what? I don't see a turtle. And I said, yes, the turtle, stop. <laughs> and I got out of the car and I ran over. And here was this beautiful creature. I went online and looked up what it is. It's called an Eastern box turtle. Maybe I'll put a picture of him on our Facebook or something so everybody can see. I got a picture of him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not very big turtle, about, you know, six inches. He's just sitting there in the middle of the road waiting to be squished. And I picked him up. His little head ducked in because he was quite frightened, set him well off the side of the road down in some nice deep brush. And why do I tell that story? Because that's just like a little good news story. That's just like a little thing that allowed me to be able to do something really nice. And those are the kinds of little stories. It's like, oh, I saved a turtle today. I mean, is that ridiculous or is is that a stupid story? Well, it's ridiculous and it's important. No, no, it's important. I used to hate spiders and I can't kill them anymore. Of course, I made my partner come get the spider and put it in a glass and take it outside. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I just learned that house spiders don't do well outside. (laughs) Apparently they want to come in. (laughs) I probably killed it anyway. What if every segment of the news, somebody said like, hi, I'm Penny and I saved a turtle of the day from the road on Cape Cod. Well, you'd be laughed out <laughs> of the newsroom. Se- you know, what, that's five seconds, five seconds. Oh. Or another person says, right. hey, look, I didn't kill a spider that was in no. my house today. Okay. I, I know. I know I'm sounding like a total idiot no. here probably, but I just think those little stories, if just a little, you know, what if you had like five little teeny tiny one-liners like that? Let's go start our own news channel. They should let us back in the news. We need to get back into the news business. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yes, we do I well know. there, wouldn't we? Thank you all for listening. If you've followed us this far and just search for the good stuff out there. It's like uh, Fred Rogers mother said to him when he was so disturbed about something in the world going on, she said, just look for the helpers and they are always there. Amen. Bye sister. A couple of Dusty Muffins is grateful to the Sabi Corporation, which sponsors us and allows us to keep on talking about interesting things with very interesting people. Let's assume that you love the Dusty Muffins. Well, why don't you tell a friend? Just pass it on. Besides, it'd be kind of fun to watch their face as you say, hey, have you listened to a couple of Dusty Muffins? Thanks for listening. I'm Production Director Clem Daniels.